I'll be honest, every week that went by with this podcast that I didn't get in by, I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> I was like, and then when I saw Dermo on it, and I was like, oh, so we are going for friends now as well. <laughs> Dermo, who doesn't, yeah. I, and I work in advertising. I don't know if you heard, but this podcast is now sponsored. So before we get into the episode, let me tell you about our sponsor. I Love That Ad is proudly sponsored by IRS Plus, the one-stop shop for expert local radio planning and media agnostic brand solutions. If you have a media brief, you need to speak to IRS Plus. Go to irsplus.ie or mail hello at irsplus.ie for more. Now on to the show. Welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad, a very special episode where, as always, joined by by my one, my only, my 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 all, my everything, Shane W. Brennan. Hello, Hello Shane. How's it going? Uh, and a very very special guest uh, rushed onto the show so quick he couldn't find a shirt. Brian Collins, delighted to have you uh, on. Brian, Brian, not only are you a, a marketing and digital marketing extraordinaire, but you're also partial to the odd podcast before they were even a thing. Yeah, tell us a bit more about that. Um, very painfully, I had a podcast before podcasts were a thing. And I kind of I'm resident to do it again because I'm white and a male. So I'm kind of like <laughs> there's there's enough of them already, I think. Um, but yeah, I, ha- I, ha- I had a travel podcast that was uh, relatively successful years ago. I didn't real realize how successful it was. It was doing about 30,000 downloads a episode, which was amazing. And way before that makes me also think that it was before because I think there was a lot of bot listens back in the day as well. So I'm sure it was kept up by that. Yeah. So one of, the, one of those things, if I actually kept with it, it would probably be relatively successful. But like most things, I quit and tried to do something. Another get rich quick plan, which has also not worked. So, but yeah, no, no, it's a, and I'm a big fan of the of the podcast did sting obviously with every episode that I wasn't on it, but yeah. I'm here, I'm here now, you know, and you're, really, you're I, I really should stop talking about how bitter I am about yeah, it. That, that's going to be your entire episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About how long it took. You yeah. To yeah, exactly. Episode. Yeah. Uh, so you, you, you got out just before that Spotify exclusive mm. deal came for your travel. Just trip. before. Yeah. Just before kind of yeah. money and stuff came in. I did have a chat with so it was a travel podcast but it was like an alternative travel podcast where like i interviewed like someone who got arrested for drug smuggling in colombia what? i don't know how even travel related that even is but whatever um but i had a lonely planet we're in because it, it kept obviously showing up and beating the lonely planet podcast at the time in the travel charts so i remember having like a chat with lonely planet and it was I, I could tell the exact moment in the room when we did face-to-face meetings that they actually looked at the topics and they were like oh oh we can't do this at all <laughs> and i remember we, we were we were like 15 <laughs> minutes into the meeting and he was like can you do more stuff like oh 10 things to do in Colombia?" and i yeah. was like well no so i haven't really done that and you could see them being like we probably should have done more research than travel podcast yeah. uh, five tips to get around anchor what yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, which would make which would make a unless you're in Anchor Watt at the time. I don't think yeah. you're listening to that podcast. And then I don't know how good the Wi-Fi is in Anchor Watt to download it. But yeah, no, no, it was uh, back in the day. I then tried to do lots of um, uh, comebacks. One specific, which everyone go to BrianTellStories.com. I spent a day in a gay porn studio, which. Um, I think I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Which, I, me- I remember it was one of those things that on my walk, 
because again, I'm not getting paid for this. It was just it, this was my Louis Theroux stage. Uh, <laughs> and like, I remember walking to the gay porn studio being like, what am I doing? And then, <laughs> and then I had an outer body experience when they were like, I did lots of interviews and then they were like, do you want to watch a live scene? And I was just like, yeah, I guess so. And then I remember as that scene began, it began with uh, another male spitting in another male's mouth. And I remember then having an outer body experience being like, I think you're about to see something that's going to change your life. <laughs> and it did. And I'd say that that podcast didn't get over a couple of hundred listens as well. So, but again, you know, for the art and all that kind of stuff. But I always want people to listen to it just so it kind of justifies what yeah. I was doing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was very avant-garde. That's why it's only only a couple of hundred people yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just because I because there's some bits that you're listening to, which like I, I listen back to it. It's quite uncomfortable, not in terms of like that there's anything wrong with homosexual um, pornography, but that I I really filmed, I really audioed some stuff that just yeah, weird it's, it's, to experience it's, yeah it's just, as, just as you're sitting on the train that you hearing someone <laughs> spit at someone else is just like oh okay <laughs> you know so oh. always ahead of your time mate. yeah always you guys you guys you guys usually start these podcasts about gay porn right <laughs> Every episode, That's, yeah. Every episode. This is just seventy fourth one in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I if I had a penny, uh, Brian, what kind of ads can we expect to see today? So being uh, really kind of self obsessed, I've I've gone for three ads that I've worked for, and I've kind of gone for one that was like wildly successful that wasn't quite sexy. Then one that is real, uh, like you know, a, a, a bragger, and then one that we've done kind of recently so my approach to advertising is i'm not like a creative i kind of see myself as sometimes like an anti-creative uh, i'm very data and platforms my my biggest heartache is always when someone comes with to a creative idea and you ask what platform it's going to be on and they'll be like oh it'll work on all platforms i kind of want to put a bullet to my head when then so my so when I was at Ogilvy, for example, Ogilvy's like a hugely um I was head of UK media there. Ogilvy's a hugely creative agency. So what my kind of role was to rein it, rein all these back in or get to put the right ideas on the right platform. So yeah, so that, that's kind of my my approach to to advertising. I kind of don't really see myself even as a marketer. Um I don't really know what I avant-garde, I quite like that. Uh that uh, <laughs> description of me, yeah. but yeah, no. So it, it's kind of taking, building, making sure, give creatives the right tools to succeed. I think is the, is my, is what I love most basically. And, and giving like, here's the data, do something pretty, and then I'll poster it all everywhere and optimize the bejesus out of it. Yeah. So they're they're so the they're I'll try and not be too technical, but. I'll show. I'll kind of show you what I mean as I go. That was a crap uh, explanation, but anyway, that was a that was a great ele elevator pitch for Tangon. I'll optimize the bejesus. Out yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry yeah. about it. No, yeah. the, the lads will make it look class. Well, I kind of found I myself. I, I kind of found myself rambling there because I, I, I called myself an anti-creative. I was like, that's not that's not a brilliant way to describe yourself <laughs> in a, in a creative I don't like, industry. I don't like yeah. anything different, anything new. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. You come to me with an idea. Yeah. I'm anti ideas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> As I said that, I was like, what are you talking about, Brian? Anyway. Uh, what are we going to see for our first ad? Brian? Right, we'll do we'll do Effie first, which is the first okay. one. 
So as everyone can see, we've lost Brian. Um, we're not sure he's if out. he's going to come back. Uh, and he wonders why. Uh, he never got invited onto the podcast. <laughs> Uh, do, do we comment on the foliage in the background? Uh, it's a nice, nice, nice. Uh, yeah, very nice. I can see his broom, his blue broom there. What do you think is that is beside the broom? Is that like a light? That's a, that's that's definitely a light, and then like a mosquito light to the right oh, of that. Yeah, so there. yeah very nice, yeah. very nice. Yeah. Um, so what did you think of Effie? I assume Brian's going to explain why he loves that, and it's probably going to be in relation to data and performance and things because. Is that you hinting that you didn't love that ad yet? That's me hinting that. Yeah. I don't. I I, 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 I want that. I, I just need it explained. Um, the, um, I love that we're doing this without the guest. On this. Um, so for anyone who's listening, Brian has just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> we went to watch the ad. When we came back, he's gone. Um, I, I'm, ver- I'm very interested in that product, though. I'm, I'm, I, it's... I'm kind. It's absolutely. I want one. Yeah, I'm like, what? What is that? How can I've never? I've not heard of work. that. That that can't work. No, I'm like, how? <laughs> how many shirts does that fit? How is that? What? How expensive is it? Hold on, I'm gonna go onto their website. Where Where can I hide it in my house? Yeah, like how much space are we talking? How big was that that woman? Like incomparable. <laughs> <to it. laughs> we need a point of reference. Yeah, oh, oh, there he is. Thank, there thanks for is. joining us, Brian. Sorry, uh, yeah. great to have you back. <laughs> Um, okay, what do you want me to do? Well, we, so, we, we've been talk to us about that app. You've been gone the, <laughs> the podcast um, has continued without you. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Um, okay, cool. So that, that was Effie. We did that like years ago. So what I really like about that one and kind of it's because it, it's not like it's an infomercial, basically. Yeah. And we had loads of really like really kind of over the top creative ideas like there was going to be one idea that was kicking around that was like it was like a post-apocalyptic world where everything has changed except the ironing machine and stuff like that like we had really big kind of creative ideas but we were and it's it's like we we then just kind of sat down we're like what what's our biggest barrier to entry really and it was just that people didn't think it worked basically yeah so we kind of again it's it's a thing that you know rather than running away uh, with all these creative big ideas and we were going to get big influencers involved and stuff like this. We were like, let's actually just solve the problem the brand has and the problem that users will have. And it's just, just show the thing working basically. And what we did is how we filmed it. It was done infomercial wise, but it was very much at the time when, you know, like Lad Bible, well, sorry, Lad Bible is still big, but you know, when Lad Bible was like a really big publisher mm-hmm. Um and they they had a very specific type of uh, creative and ads that they were running. So we we filmed it in a way that it could be repackaged for them. And it was a real just powerful piece of right. So we'd solve the brand's problem and we'd solve the user's problem. And then just matching that with uh, a really good PR strategy, we just sort of seeded that video out because we were alone, this machine that irons your clothes was going to be we thought was was strong enough of a message to do it no frills and then as a pr piece we seeded it to like uh like daily mail and stuff like that and it just got picked up by everywhere and it caught by wildfire so the main objective of the campaign was we needed to gather emails for effie as a um 
basically a sign of intent mm-hmm. for that for their board to re- basically unlock loads more money. So the end goal was was the email, and it just and it everywhere it just caught fire. And people like we we got about a hundred million views in total from other. I know it only says one point five on the youtube but like this is from because it got placed on daily mail and lad bible and guardian nat geo and everywhere picked it up (laughs) just being like and the whole premise is can you believe this works and then there was a big like the engagement levels under all the ads were through the roof because it was then basically people debating whether this works (laughs) and ultimately (laughs) it it then just turned into people going to the website to learn more and signing up and we got about I don't know the exact number, but I think it was like 400,000 email signatures registering for their intent, which then unlocked the next round of funding uh, for Effie. And yeah, they were able to then kind of continue and build it. I haven't, Rohan, the founder, who's an absolute legend, was was placed in like um, Forbes 30 under 30. And it was basically, we were, we just by, just by taking, like not every, not everything that will work basically is going to be super sexy or super glamorous or needs to be. It should always be focused on what the actual problem the brand or mm-hmm. the consumer has uh, with that. And I think in my experience with campaigns, you can you can run, you can get caught up and run away a lot with yourself rather than actually just solving the problem. The problem was ironing sucks and does this work? And that was an, an infomercial kind to solve that problem for us so yeah it was it was a really amazing and you could see it going basically viral in a different part of the world each time like we it went viral in the uk first we get like a hundred thousand signatures and then we just start seeing the crm system filling up with another hundred thousand because it's now made it in the us and then fifty thousand in dubai and it was amazing to come see that and it was just every everyone universally seemed to have the same problem ironing sucks and i hate doing it does it work, Brian? It yeah. looks like it's too good to be true. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think they ever got it working. <laughs> yeah, Let's just say I've gone to their website to be like, how much is one of these fucking things? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, oh, see you soon. Yeah, I, it's, 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 it's been see you soon for quite a while. Is that, I, tell us here now, is the reason you don't have a shirt is because the Effie at your shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting it ready. It, it ruined my shirt. shirt. For this podcast. Like th- this campaign was like, God, it might say it could be six years ago. So it was a very different digital landscape as yeah. well, where it, I, it was like, in, in while well, we did all this amazing, it was like easier to go viral and people were less, like if I think if we were to do that now, I think we would be, the engagement levels would be a lot more stated because maybe we're more cynical on digital now. Because, yeah. you know, I think back then, if you saw, if, if you saw an ad, you're like, oh, this definitely works and is a thing. Yeah. You know, when I think now there's been, not that, it, sorry, not that it, it wasn't a scam by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it may not have done as well now um, because it was more like, it was the wondrous stage of the internet where you're like, oh my God, this works. And we were really able to kind of capitalize that. And like the 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 working models worked of Effie. Mm-hmm. I think the issue that they had was potentially scaling it. Yeah. Um, was was the was the big issue well i think it was interesting probably around that time as well like crowdfunding was a really sexy yeah. thing six years yeah. ago everyone was like oh i want 
to get a signed version of Effie from the owner or whatever, or a picture with Effie, (laughs) you know, and uh, I thought that around that 2017, kind of 2013 up to 2017, that was a big time for that. You know, there was films being fucking crowdfunded. Um, So, yeah, no, it's it's definitely interesting because I thought uh, when I watched the creative first, I was like, this is weird. What is this? But and I was literally said to Aaron, I was like, he's gonna have to explain. He's gonna ex- there's gonna be a story with this. Well, imagine <laughs> if I just said, Oh, it's just an amazing piece of creative. Yeah, just the production is flawless. And, yeah. it's like, and that's well, the well, end of I Love That Ad episode 74. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he brings just jump forward. No, but I think uh, but that's that's just I think the key thing that I wanted to use for that is that yeah. you can get and a lot of people do go OTT with mm the creative and the ideas and stuff like that, when there could just be the actual solution and problem is staring you right in the face. Yeah. No one knew who Effie was. So, and, and, and it's not also about the brand. We just needed to show that it, that it works, you know? Yeah. Uh, no. And that was the kind of, and the best way to do that was via an infomusher. Like we had a, a, a second script, which was, which was quite like funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it was also like, the, the user base, like we're not at this at that stage, basically, we weren't the ones to purchase that. It was working professionals and mothers who were gonna be getting that, who just don't who could do with that time back, yeah. basically. So it was People also who don't who don't remote work in Casa del Sol. Exactly, yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, because you don't I don't need like I don't need it at Effie because I don't wear Effie shirts. Be wasted, you know? yeah. be wasted on you. Mm. No, and it's cool. I uh, like I like the kind of self-awareness in in the sense that you're kind of like they know what they're doing and you're kind of it's like just on that cusp of self-deprecating kind of humor of yeah. information just the right amount to the extent i'm like is this a sketch yeah <laughs> yeah because we did we did have that issue because we the the funny version of it was very funny yeah but we i we were kind of it was a big debate now that we had and now probably me being boring was like no i think we've got to stay on because you almost don't want the jokes to overdo yeah. the actual product as well because it's not like like what ryan goss aviation gin ads are hilarious and they're gag filled but you know it's a gin so yeah, you kind of you're like we're kind of there you know so we mm-hmm. kind of didn't want some of the gags to over overdo but we wanted it to be that yeah we kind of wanted it to be like we know this is an infomercial you know but, as well but as well, I guess the, the type of the video kind of being almost a sketch like infomercial uh, lends itself to the debates in the comments because people yeah. go, oh, God, I wish this was real. And you're like, it is real. Or mm. it's like, could this work? And it kind of lends itself to that kind of debate because people are like, "Is what? what is this? I want one. What is it? Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. think that's that's clever. <laughs> Take my money. That that meme. <laughs> Brian, yeah, yeah. Take my money. Cool. Brian. Uh, Sorry, you're you're, you're also I, I I'm not censored by these ads. So if you want, it could also make a good podcast if you're like, this is a shit ad. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> you don't need to just say they're good ads. I don't mind. It's, it's a it's a different one that we've had on uh, <laughs> and a different opener and it really whets the appetite of don't worry, Brian, for that when we do the live, it's gonna have a section called I hate that ad. And I'll uh, <laughs> I'll put a few in it. I was yeah, like, yeah. here's ones I lied about I, on the podcast. I, I hate that ad episode number 74 yeah <laughs> it's behind a it's uh, behind a paywall okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> brian what can we expect to see for your second ad right i think it's the hang on is it the second one mammy or chips yeah yeah second link there jamie who do you prefer mommy or chips mommy or chips mommy or chips mommy 
or chips. There you go, guys. Thanks, Dad. Or chips. I love. Huh. Old favourites, but for a new generation. Strong roots, simple, real food. That ad raised a lot of questions for me, Brian. Go for it. And uh, the big one being, is that not an ad before Daddy or Chips McCain's? That is exactly. What's but that, the story? That is. So this is, because, um, you know, basically, I'll take a step back. So it's it's to, re, to redo the iconic daddy or chips ad basically it was only in ireland because because i that ad was massive for me when i was growing up but like everyone outside of ireland has no idea about that ad so it was purely purely um ireland um focused and it's actually done shot by shot uh as the same and we have basically i'm not sure if you have known but mccain's have invested in us so it was kind of like this love I don't know, like melding of two worlds, basically. Uh, and our version is the, you know, the for the new generation, basically, you know. So now I'll say when it was originally first suggested, I wasn't too delighted about it. Um, but just because I was like, <clears throat> will people realize that it's a, a tip of the cap to mm-hmm. McCain's? An homage. An homage is the word. That's why you're the podcaster. Um, yeah, an homage to to McCain's. So it's kind of like, again, me, I'm obviously like, and I mean this in the nicest way possible. I always like to treat audiences as if they have nothing between their ears. So it's got to be spoon fed to them. So sometimes subtlety can be lost. So I was kind of worried about that. And then the big thing for me is because my background is media buying, I was like, this is a TV ad that we're putting on YouTube. It's a 30 second ad. I was like, people will not watch this. So what I kind of wanted to, and I was speaking to our fearless leader and CEO and founder, Sam, about this in the beginning of it. And there was some back and forth where I basically was like, I think this, I like, I like the idea, but I think it needs to be a TV ad because Mm -hmm. it's, it's 30 seconds long. And which is kind of odd for me to say because I'm I'm digital and usually I scoff at the idea of television ads because of the reporting, but we kind of went back and forth. And from that, we were uh, You're so data. You're so so data. I'm so data man. Um, but yeah, from that, he was very much like, no, we need to do this. Is the way to do it. And you know, I was like, well, Sam is built a very successful global company so i bow to your to your experience and interestingly so the 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 worries i had about it is i thought it was too high production um and i just didn't think it would it would it would do as well on youtube on digital um because i think i always prefer digital being a little scrappier i know youtube high production does a little better on because we we often watch youtube on your tv Mm -hmm. the not only the length of it will concern me, but also the like the first words in this, I don't think are said until like seven, seventh or eight second. And this isn't because it's 30 seconds long. It's not a non skippable ad. So I was kind of like, people are just going to skip um, constantly. But so th- what I quite like about this ad is that all my data and my media buying hat that I was wearing was kind of all wrong because the the ad did like 
sensationally well. So like um, the KPI we had was we were going to, the realistic version, we were going to get about 1.2 million views. And by a view on YouTube, we're calculating to completion. Yeah. We were trying to work out our budget and, and like our completion rate and how we were going to get that. And we were still, because it was a decent budget. So we were still going to get 1.2 million. And even at that, <clears throat> was somewhat optimistic, I think, as well. But we were able, like, we actually got 2.6 million uh, views to completion. And we ran a brand lift study, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, of a, of the campaign as well. And if you were to, for, what is it? Da, 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 yeah, users who saw the ad were 43% more likely to have positive brand sentiment to strong roots. So not only did everybody want to watch the ad, but then when you watched the ad, you felt better about the brand from it. So what I really like about that piece is that, yeah, like I, initially I was like, I don't think this is going to work, but I was looking at it purely non-creatively and looking at the mechanics of it. But the high production value clearly mm. caught people's attention and carried them through. And then I, there clearly was a point in the video where people were like, because the engagement people were were commenting and referencing the McCain's thing, there was clearly a moment in the video that they're like, oh, it's this video, it's this ad. And then you kind of want to watch the rest of it because you feel positively nostalgic about the old ad. But there's kind of these slight differences that Strong Roots are doing uh, in it as well, which kind of carried the user through. And then the engagement afterwards was quite crucial as well because our community management of the comments and everything was very kind of like like the wink emoji was used loads as people are like this is the same as that ad and you're we kind of had a play with that and McCain's mm -hmm. uh, themselves got involved as well mm -hmm. and there was a, a bit of play being like McCain's I think posted something like uh oh, this seems familiar and then we would we posted something like oh uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery and stuff like that. So there was like a, a really nice kind of after piece and it clearly really resonated with the audience because there, there was obviously a moment that I think the high production and the brilliant work that Banjo Man had done captured being like, oh, this looks great. What is this? And then mm. something needed to like, I don't know this for a fact, but something needed from second seven to 30 to bring the user on that journey. And I reckon it was, and from looking at the comments, it was that nostalgic piece where people are like, Oh, I remember this. And because in Ireland, we all love that ad. You kind of want to carry on and see what this, the strong roots subtle. Um, it's a bit of intrigue. Takes. As well, yeah, I think what so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that really carried on. So, yeah, and it, it was just and to see the the results of it, it just took um yeah, it really just caught on really well. Um and it was just brilliant to see. And it, I, you kind of love those moments where you're like, oh right, fuck me, I was completely wrong, you know, which I quite yeah. liked as well. Um and that's that brand bit of back and forth there that we see a lot online these days of brands having the crack with each other, probably all the one agency yeah. from the different accounts. But yeah. the back and forth that between McCain and Strong Roots. That was that was a bit of crack, and that ended in a cease and desist, didn't it? I don't think so. 
No, I was only. Oh, right. I was like, for a minute, I was like, uh. Brian's like, how did I miss that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's what again, I miss a lot. So I'm kind of like, oh, uh, was this one of the other things? Yeah. But, like, but also, the, last week. The, yeah, the, brand, that, uh, the brand back and forth thing, I think, can be fairly crap at times. But when it's done well and it's done, because this looked like it was McCain's, McCain's knew about it, basically. Mm-hmm. And it looked like McCain's were like, uh, what's this about? You know? And it's um, funny, I've heard from a few people. Um, like, did you see that ad? They just copied, like, not getting it. Like, I've heard yeah, that from yeah. people in the industry, and being like, "Oh yeah," and it just it, oh, yeah. it even starting that conversation and having them having comparing Strong Roots, which is a relatively new brand in that space, to yeah. something that's nostalgic and in your head when you think of chips. Yeah, and for that kind of modern era, I think is is very clever. It's very smart. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, to align I, those two things is great. Yeah, I have to say, I, I was, I, I, I really liked the idea. My, my biggest reservation was always just that I was like, this is a TV ad. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I can completely see. I, I would have, I would have agreed with you. I would have been like, yeah. why are we, why are we constraining ourselves here to something that doesn't make sense on where we're putting it? Um, now, obviously, it was successful, and it's easy. Thirty seconds, I guess, is is a handy video for the fucking articles to write about when you do the PR push and everything. But yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, there could, there's different ways to do that. But I think by, I think, I suppose that trying to tap into that sense of confusion and nostalgia by doing it shot for shot. Yeah. That was the constraint. It was the fact that the old one was a TV ad is why this one had to be a new version of it as opposed to original content having to be. But I think it's, it's really cool. I think it's, uh, it's really clear. It's just, I like, I like that this could have been anything. This could have been something that no one ever fucking watched. With yeah, strong roots. Yeah. And if it this could have been, yeah, oh, we're gonna do our own TVC, it's gonna, it's gonna hold the brand values, it's gonna do blah blah blah, fucking everything. The fact that it it tapped into nostalgia and did something really different by copying an old famous ad, but in a tongue-in-cheek way, makes me go, oh, geez, I like, I like that. I like that brand. Yeah. I like that they thought that through and they made that decision. That they weren't so they weren't so precious, or you guys weren't so precious over yourselves to be like, no, no, we don't want to. We want to be ourselves. We're strong roots. We're not McCain. You know what I mean? Yeah, we don't yeah. want to confuse or conflate those two things. But I think having the having the bravery and the confidence to be like, no, fuck it. Let's let's do this. This is smart. Let's, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I like our, that. Yeah, it, 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 the 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 boldness of it. Was yes. One of our one of our brand value values is like bold, and yeah. it, it it really kind of resonates with that. But even just as a theme in advertising. I feel like nostalgia is just such a powerful one. As in, like when mm. I was when I watched that ad, I just feel really nice. And you're like, oh, I just really like it. Like, yeah. and just as a, as a theme, I think if brands can tap into nostalgia, I think it's such a powerful, uh, a powerful piece. But I'd say it's hard to do because mm-hmm. you you can't just be seen as t- ripping it off or something like that. You know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. No, but I think uh, I think it's it's a kind of after you're saying that around now with. Stranger Things uh, and and running up that hill, and that's kind of exploded in its own kind of its own kind of way, you know, as well as it being nostalgic for people who knew that song. They've already remixed it, and it's terrible. Uh, the remix is terrible by Smiles. I, well, like, I see there'll be a Pitbull version out. Yeah, too. I'm like they're just getting it ready for the Ibiza season. It's like, <laughs> yeah. guys, come on, <laughs> fucking hell, just leave it alone. It's course, nothing sacred. And poor Kate Bush is on fucking every radio station talking about. I remember the week of it being like, I don't know what's happening either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like the longest song to ever take to get to number one. Thirty seven yeah. years. It's like that's some fucking. Yeah, no, nostalgia is, yeah, you're right though, Brian. It's 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 the play in that space. But I think what's important is 
to think through how a brand can tap into it. It's, it's to not go too feet into, oh, this was this, let's do this. It's to think it through and even have someone like yourself questioning, why the fuck are we making a TV? You know what yeah. I mean? Why, what are we doing this for? Because at least then the decision is made off the back of strong questions and strong challenges. So yeah. if you get pushback or you, your, your strategy is true, you know what I mean? You've thought this through, whereas opposed to someone just going, oh, fuck it. Yeah. Cornflakes and Santa. Let's do something around that. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Part, part of the thing of Sam and Banjo Man's thinking as well, though, is that, yeah, it's a TV ad, mm -hmm. but like th this is for the new generation. So even running it on YouTube also even has yeah. an element of that kind of updated um, yeah. feel to it as well, which I thought was quite cool. It's Did it run on TV at all? No, not at all. We, no, just, just digital. Just, just digital, the whole, the whole thing. Um, but like, it's one of those things, usually when we break KPIs and stuff like that, I'm the one to be like, hey guys, we smashed these digital KPIs. And yeah. this was one of those ones that you're like, oh, by the way, we may have uh, beat yeah. the KPI. <laughs> that, that, did, that, that, that double performed. Uh, what I, yeah, exactly. What I said yeah. it wouldn't do. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're giving out about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then because everything is on teams i could be quoted very easily yeah. back you know I love it. but yeah I love no it was amazing it. again it's 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 one of the, it's a fine line i think nostalgia and kind of things like that but i think the the lads did it like really yeah. really well basically because yeah. it, it can come across too twee and boring i think as well you know and opportunistic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. said if it's if it's not if it's not done right but i think uh that's, that's and it's good to get the context uh, behind the scenes i feel him mccain were had to be involved from a business point of view to to have the audacity to, yeah, to, yeah. To, to 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 do that so so fair play and it's great to get the that insight yeah definitely lad. um what can we see for our final ad? Um, right, the last one is um this is the this is the Barbie words of wisdom one. to get things wrong. I want you to see that there's no limits to what you're capable of. Sorry, I'm still emotional from the same adults. People might want you to stay quiet, but always stand up for what you believe. Yeah. Uh -huh.
you can achieve the impossible. It's pretty cool. Yeah, cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Um, yeah, I've heard so far in that. So. <laughs> um, if you like that, if you like Effie more than that one, it'll be like, well, um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that one was, so we, when I was at Ogilvy, this is, this is by far the, the project that I, I've loved most. We got like, it was a, like a really like emotional project to do as well, which was like, it was just, oh, it was just a dream project. So when I was at Ogilvy, we were the, we look, we won the Mattel EMEA contract um, where creatively, where it was, it was a hub and spoke model. So it was hubbed in the UK. And then we worked with all the local Ogilvy markets to kind of distribute stuff. Um, and we'd work with them on bits and pieces. And we were basically given this brief that um, like Barbie uh, isn't seen as being diverse enough, even though Barbie is like super diverse. There's like Barbie comes in all shapes and sizes and stuff like that. So being so I was one of the leads on the Mattel Amia client. So I'm like mm -hmm. a male in his mid thirties who knows way too much about Barbie. Um, I remember when during the lockdown, so my uh, fiance works in property valuation. So when COVID kicked in, her job was telling lots of people that their properties are losing lots of money. So she was in a very stressful environment. And I remember meeting up in the kitchen one day and she was just like, oh, I'm so stressed. Everything is falling apart. And I was like, yeah, God, you wouldn't believe the conversations we're having. Anyway, so then I had to jump on a call and she was making her coffee. And then she heard a very heated conversation about what does Barbie and Ken's relationship mean in 2020? And I can remember just seeing the moment she was just like, don't you fucking talk to me about stress yeah. again. And I'm just like, yeah, I just don't know what it, what it means. Uh, fun fact is Barbie's full name is Barbara Millicent Roberts. And uh, her and Ken are friends. Now they've been married and all this stuff, but apparently they're just friends. Platonic. So, yeah. Yeah. Which, which is feels for tax, probably prop it's for tax purposes. <laughs> yeah, We've exactly. seen that dream house. Okay. <laughs> it's, that's very true. So yeah. So basically the brief came to us being like that. Barbie isn't seen as being too diverse. And I think, look, you can run the ideal campaign is always run with, you know, budget and stuff like that. We had a decent chunk of budget to really kind of do this. And it kind of, we got to do the ideal campaign that I love doing is in like client brief comes in of the problem and the, and the problem they want to solve. We were then able to like, we had this amazing uh, data an analysis team where they were able to do all this kind of social listening and kind of we were working out what people specifically were saying is not diverse about Barbie. Because when you Google Barbie, there is loads of different Barbie dolls yeah. and stuff like that. But we all just know the blonde, tiny hipped Barbie, basically. Mm -hmm. So we were able to use social listening to kind of create our narrative from that. And it was kind of that Barbie wasn't seen. Now, I'm I, I'm more affectionate for Barbie than probably most people because I've been so close to the brand for so many years. But I knew how great Barbie was and how inspiring that she can be and stuff like that. So it was just kind of like we needed from looking at all the social listening and stuff, we just saw that, yeah, Barbie has a real perception problem. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of our beginning of it. So we were then just ba basically able to create and get these really like inspiring uh, women in so the the bar we were targeting mothers in particular didn't 
see Barbie as a good role model to give their give their daughters, basically. And you can kind of see it, you know, um, body image issues and self-esteem issues and stuff like that. Giving what what we think Barbie looks like to a kid isn't going to be that um, great for for their for them. But we, we, we tapping into the fact that we know Barbie's super diverse and we were able then just <clears throat> create this really, just really powerful, beautiful message that was like, I have to say, really inspiring. When we set, when the creative and strategy team kind of came up with this words of wisdom mm-hmm. piece, um, we were slightly a bit worried because if you don't do this right, it can be a disaster because mm-hmm. people don't, I, I, I think, People didn't want Barbie to be diverse and you kind of want Barbie to, to fall on its and it's a bit woke and stuff like that. So we there was a potential backlash from that. But from as you watched it, the creatives just absolutely hit home run. Like when we were watching the rushes, like you were getting emotional and really inspired. And it was amazing to see these women hold these diverse Barbies and be proud to give it to, to their kids. And even like we got the message, I think, I think it's in the show reel that like, I remember when we got it, we were just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. That like a younger sister's older sister is in a wheelchair and she loved the bar, this Barbie because it reminded her of her older sister. And it was just like this really relatable, like perfect piece of context that, like it, it's why diversity is so important because people mm-hmm. feel that they're a part of the picture and to see Barbie with the in in with these different kind of like issues or whatever the word you, you use like disabilities and stuff like that just made it really really relatable and it was just pieced together like so I don't know it's just so beautiful to watch like and then for me as the boring media guy we were it was shot and done per platform like there was a specific youtube version we had specific cut downs for awareness piece on facebook and then retargeting and each of the messages really hit and resonated in each um stage of the funnel and it was just like it was like it was a really hard campaign to do because we had to get it really right and we were running it across EMEA so like you know there's different nuances to a french market that the Italian market won't have, for example. Yeah. But we were able to kind of manage that. And we we ran a brand list study of it because we wanted to measure the sentiment of it being like, do you think Bart, like if you saw the ad and you didn't see the ad, do you think Barbie is um, diverse? And like it broke Facebook records, basically, of how we've been able to shift yeah. perception. We were able to shift perception five times in one year it's we were able to shift perception five times that it would take someone to shift perception of one in one year basically and it was just incredible but it was done again just very simply being like what is the actual problem here Mm -hmm. and let's dive straight in to the problem and it was just that people didn't think barbie was diverse so let's show barbie in all of her actual uh diversity uh because she is a really really diverse doll you know Mm. and but people just didn't know that so we were able to kind of showcase different kind of scenarios that are very relatable to uh a lot of different people yeah Yeah. to a wider audience and yeah it was just it was one of those things i remember when the campaign finished we were just like we had done 
something with a like legacy, legacy brand. Yeah. And we were able to really kind of shift something from it. And like Facebook have used it as a part of their case studies as well. Um, and but even result res- like this is going to sound real corny. Results aside, getting the the kind of positive yeah. feedback from people being like, this is really relatable. Like we we were able to make people's day, week, mm-hmm. and year because they they felt more accepted and included, which I think like. I don't know. You can't really put a price on that. I think for a brand, you know, um, and I, I think that's really powerful um, and impressive, especially when you think back in the essence of be is, is, is a toy and it's yeah. about play mm-hmm. and play is not exclusionary. Yeah. That's not the point of play. You, you watch kids, kids use play to interact with each other, interact with the world to include as much as their world as possible and to process it. So by, uh, by it Barbie being a toy and being perceived as something not diverse and, and not inclusionary to, 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 to see that problem and to tackle it head on in a very powerful and emotive way with the actual voices of people who are represented by Barbie um, is really powerful. It's really strong. It's really, it's really nice. Yeah. Fair play. Well done. As I said, play and kind of education mm-hmm. and being in kids life is so important. I think instilling these really these positive values is an absolute open goal. I think nowadays brands have to take stands because the the Gen Zs in particular are so their purchasing behavior is going to be aligned to uh, brand values. So you, mm-hmm. brands have to almost take a stand now. I think uh, on, on what they believe and stuff like yeah. that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and also if. A brand should be like if 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 people are against diversity, go fuck them anyway. Like you know, yeah, you don't yeah, want yeah. them as a customer anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, what a what a. What I a say being like I'm end. yeah, but I don't make any money from Barbies. <laughs> <laughs> what a yeah. great way to end uh, Brian's contribution to the marketing uh, industry. Uh, from I love that ad, uh, Brian. <laughs> that was a that was a roller coaster. Let's just put it that way. Uh, right from the start, right to the very end. Uh, the actual episode so is going to be so edited. It'll be like three minutes. <laughs> oh no. It's just we, uh, scene missing. Yeah. Five minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, uh, that was, that was brilliant. Thank you so much for, for finally coming oh, Thanks on. for having me, uh, chaps. Yeah. Great, great to see you both, especially you, Shane. I'll be yeah. back in, oh, ha- back cheers. in Ireland for like oh, a you, week. Brian. So I'll, uh, well, I've, yeah, but I've, I've I've been in touch with you, Chucky, about this. So it's just, it was yeah. Look, anyway. Aaron, everyone knows I'm the more fun one. So like, yeah, you know, true. it's it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have to say, it was kind of, parts parts of it, Shane. I gotta say, were really annoying because you, having just seen the ad, were able to explain them better than me. Like that bit about <laughs> you know kids and play. I was like, oh, that's a way better thing than I was. Like, like, Barbie's <laughs> real name. Is- yeah, <laughs> I was just like after I after I'm like mumbling through. Oh, I like this ad because like. And I thought it wouldn't work because of this. And you're like, I suppose, yeah, the aerodite aspect of play when you think about it, just like, oh, how we shit. organize the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, no, they're really that's good. Amazing. Like, in fairness, they were, they were three. They, like, it's cool. Well, I really like, we, we normally don't get people to bring, um, some people don't really bring on their own work because a lot of people don't want to talk about their own work. But it was Not really me, cool. Baby. No, exactly. <laughs> but that's, that's really cool in that sense because uh, it was really nice to kind of hear the workings behind. Yeah, yeah, which I thought you don't I get. Thought, like most yeah. time, we're fucking guessing. Most time, I'm saying to Aaron, I'm like, "How the fuck did they pitch that?" I yeah, was like, "Were they yeah. in the room?" 
what did they yeah. say? We're cutting with a gorilla at drums. This is where you know what I mean. It's like <laughs> I'm like I'm like trying to go through the process of how they got it made. So like to get that insight is yeah, is really cool. Um, yeah, Brian, if uh, insight uh, in inverted commas. <laughs> if we say goodbye to before we say goodbye to all our listeners um if people want to get in touch with you how do they get in touch uh linkedin twitter uh yeah linkedin brian fd collins on linkedin no uh sales things please <laughs> i thought so i thought to get like all sales because no, this, this, uh, no, this is this brian. is the problem anytime anytime you do anything like this you get Oh hey Brian, I saw you on uh, that podcast. Uh, yeah. It would be great to chat to you about what Salesforce could blah blah blah. You know, you're like, uh. I, I so thought anyone I, from Salesforce do not email Brian. Everyone else, go. For I was. It. I actually really, do like yeah. Salesforce. That's a bad example. <laughs> I was. I was really hoping you, Aaron, was teeing up. How can they get in contact with you? I thought you were just going to go. Don't. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Please like, don't. don't. Please don't. Please. Don't. I have enough. Brilliant. I have enough connections. <laughs> so if yeah. anyone was uh listening to that you really should have watched it uh for for brian's lovely shoulders um but you can watch it on workwithfoe.e forward slash uh podcasts and if you and i'm talking to the you who's listening right now who hasn't rated <clears throat> yet our podcast on whatever streaming platform you listen to it pause the episode like and subscribe and all the good stuff uh thank you very much and thank you for listening to another fantastic episode with the honorable brian fd collins i love that ad is proudly sponsored by irs plus the one-stop shop for expert local radio planning and media agnostic brand solutions if you have a media brief you need to speak to irs plus go to irsplus.ie or mail hello at irsplus.ie for more